Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. At a time. This is March 20th and it is Sunday. Let's get it going. A couple of quick things caught my attention this morning. First and foremost, I don't know if you saw it, but the one and only Lumberjack Landlord was once again featured in the Business Insider. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to read it. I thought it was an amazing article. And most importantly, in that article, he shared uh, what he has been doing. Again, what we have talked about a bunch is getting ready, raising dry powder, uh, doing some equity refinances and things of that nature. So it was fun to see uh, the author of the article obviously isn't in the one rental at a time family, uh, but you can see that she was very inquisitive and in basically saying, hey, tell me about this cash out refi, which you and I know means recycling capital. So if you read the article, it basically says, uh, Matt, uh, first off, it goes into, hey, the last great recession almost got me. It was painful. It was hard. It almost wiped me out. He survived. Then he talked about right when I wanted to start doing deals, banks would not loan to me. This is something. Okay. All right. All right. You want to say hi? All right. I thought he was going to sleep this morning, but he did not. He wanted to say hi to you all. Remember, this is Sonny, and uh, he would like you to smash the thumbs up and subscribe. And of course, have a wonderful Sunday. So again, back to the lumberjack. He wanted to borrow money. He remembered that banks would not loan right when the deals were good. So that is a memory he has. And that's why he was recycling capital or getting ready to raise dry powder. Uh, A couple other things. I actually took a bunch of notes. Uh, So he recycled capital. He actually has done this twice. What is not mentioned in the article, but he has mentioned on this channel. Uh, He went and did a cash out refi. I think the first one was about 90 days ago or so. You can actually look at a playlist. It simply says Matt. That is Matt's playlist. And uh, he has already deployed that capital. One of the things that was interesting about the title of the article, it it said the lumberjack's getting ready for a crash or a correction or something like that, where in reality, he was getting ready for great deals. The author of the article made it sound like, or at least in the title, made it sound like a crash was coming. But when you read the article, not even close. The other thing that Matt talked about, not only has he deployed his first batch of capital, he has a second batch, which he's already actively deploying, and he got his first 12-unit building. So again, raising capital when the banks will lend is much smarter than waiting and then not being able to get money. Uh, So again, he was stacking deals. He's only doing great deals. I loved how the article talked about average, good, and great. It's very much our uh, nomenclature. It's very much what I teach, uh, which was pretty cool. 
The other thing that was not really mentioned in the article, unless you read between the lines, is if there is a recession and if it is nasty, the people with cash will have the greatest flexibility to take down the most deals. And then finally, uh, I loved how the article wrapped up. He basically says, I don't need to do every deal. I just need to do great deals. So again, very much my talk track, very much what you and I talk about every day of the week. Uh, So Matt, congratulations for being featured in Business Insider. Thank you for being a weekly guest on the show. We appreciate you greatly. Uh, I found a post from Dave Ramsey talking about Burr, which I thought was really interesting. If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, uh, you're really missing out. I think he puts out a lot of good material for uh, folks uh, to understand money, credit card debt, all of that. Uh, he has some of the worst real estate investing advice when you talk about it in general. And it's because of his history. Dave Ramsey went bankrupt with real estate when he owned $4 million in equity or $4 million in property, and he only had $3 million in debt. Yes, you can go broke as a millionaire. Think about that. He had a million-dollar net worth and went bankrupt. It was all because of bad debt structure. So again, Dave Ramsey was asked about Burr, buy, repair, rent, refi, repeat. And he basically tore it apart. This is why Burr is two chapters in my second book. My second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, I chose on purpose to put Burr in there twice because I think it will hurt a lot more people than it will help. Here's Dave Ramsey's response to Burr. He calls it a get-rich-quick scheme. It is a new way to describe an awful real estate investing plan. (laughs) Oh, ouch. It's a new way to describe an awful real estate investing plan. (laughs) Then he goes on to admit, it is a similar plan that drove me, meaning Dave Ramsey, to bankruptcy. It is full of risk, full of assumptions, and if it doesn't work out, you can't pay it back. Folks, I understand that Burr is being sold by organizations, perhaps big shops like Bigger Pockets. I know it has worked. It has worked in a market that's been like this. It doesn't work in most markets. Now, sure, if you get a good enough deal and you have capital just in case, it can work out. This is not this is not Mike Zuber saying all burrs are terrible. This is Mike Zuber saying Dave Ramsey is right. The burr strategy is so full of risk and assumptions. It is an advanced strategy. I keep telling you all, the appraisal is the hardest part. Most of you are getting the appraisals wrong because you're you're looking at purchases and not realizing that you're going for a refi and you're all disappointed because you're not getting the refi number you want 
and you're yelling at the appraiser, and it's because you don't understand how a refi appraisal works. People are hurting you, and more importantly, hurting people you're borrowing money from. So many people have borrowed money from mom, dad, aunt, aunt Susie. And then when you go to do the refi, you're like, damn it, I'm 20K short. What do I do? Well, most of you have to sell the property. Again, uh, Dave Ramsey's call on Burr is on point, and uh, I want to applaud him. And I want him to also recognize that he was executing a similar strategy. He was trying to flip properties. It was working, 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 and it stopped. And he didn't see it coming. Folks, we have a slowdown in the works. I called it last week on Wednesday with Matt, the mortgage guy. It has started. Then we got validation on Friday that sales are down 7.2%. Yes, prices probably still go up from here, but at a much slower pace. But you guys don't understand. When we talk price, it's an average of everything. And when you're doing a burst strategy, you're not selling. You don't have a contract for a purchase. And trust me, your refis are not going to come back where you want them. Next topic we must talk about. Let's talk about some recession facts. I did some research on recessions yesterday just to give everybody a just a basic understanding of what I think we are headed to. First and foremost, the average recession lasts, let's call it 18 months. I rounded up. The, the number is 17.5 months. The average recession is 18 months. It's a year and a half. It is six quarters. Why is that important? Because most of you have experienced the V-shaped recovery from 2020. And that is your most recent memory of a recession. That recession should be wiped from our memory banks. It was, frankly, I don't know how to say this. It was government made. I was going to say man-made. But in reality, all recessions are man-made. So let's call this government-made. They shut the economy down. Whack! And it sprang back. True V-shaped recovery. A lot of you made money in stocks and crypto and real estate. That is not a normal recession. A normal recession is 18 months long. 18 months. Uh, since World War II, kind of the you know, the last, what would you call that, 80 years or so? The average lengths between recessions, I don't think most of you would get this, is 58 months. So let's call it five years. Again, the business cycle includes recession. Our Federal Reserve has been trying to not take medicine. It is not clearing the forest. And any little spark is going to cause a wildfire of epic proportion. A couple of ways to uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Obviously, don't take your job for granted. Maybe check around, make sure you're okay, you're in a good position. Because if there are layoffs, there will be certainly reduction in headcount. Pay off any high interest variable debt. If you can pay off a credit card that's 18%, that's a really good return, right? You're not going to get that in the market, at least during a recession. And then again, there are two kind of leading indicators. Number one, it is why I exist. It is what I've studied. And that is consumer sentiment. 
consumer sentiment. The consumer is my renter. It is my competitor. They are who make the economy go. And consumers have moods. They're happy or they're scared. And if you're not paying attention, let me just tell you, the consumer is scared like very few times in my adult life. We have a war that is on every news channel. We have inflation like no other time except the 70s. It is, um, the consumer is at their breaking point. And when the consumer is at their breaking point, what do they do? Well, the same thing the Chinese consumers have been doing for a year. They retreat from the market. We talked about, I think it was nine months ago, Starbucks in China said, wow, where did all the Chinese customers go? Then Nike validated that. All of that is coming here over the next three to six months. I've traveled the world. I've been in probably, I don't know, I never counted, 70 countries, maybe more. It is amazing. We are all so similar. Yes, we speak different languages. Yes, we have different food preferences. We all care for our families. We all want a better life. Consumers around the world are the same. They're happy or they're scared or somewhere in between. And every reason tells me the consumer is getting scared. And it's predictable what happens next. Next up, there's the often talked about, never imitated yield curve inversion. That is when short-term money costs more than long-term money. How wacky is that? How many people would want to get 2% on a 30-year when you can get 4% on a two-year? That is not healthy. That is not normal. That is pain to come. And we are so close to the 2 in 10 recession, right, or yield inversion. Be careful. Uh, so what else do we got? Oh, foreclosures. Oh, my God foreclosures are up a hundred. Where did I got? I wrote it down. 129%. The world is ending. (sighs) Couple of things. This is so bad. There are 25,800 and 33 homes in foreclosure process today. A foreclosure process has many steps and many lengths of time. Let's put this in context for all the YouTube channels that are screaming foreclosures, foreclosures, foreclosures. They're going to destroy the housing market. Of the 25,833, according to Black Knight, Less than half of those will actually become foreclosures. Let's just say for whatever reason, all of them become foreclosures. We will round up to 26,000. Do you have any idea how many foreclosures? This isn't homes in the process. These are actual foreclosures occurred in 2008. Anybody who compares 
thousand foreclosures and tries to make you think we have a 2008 on repeat. <sighs> is I don't know. Insert. You know what? Leave a comment below what word I should use. Any channel that talks about 26,000 foreclosures like it's 2008, leave comments below. Because in 2008, based on my quick Google search, there were 2.3 million foreclosed homes. Over 5 million homes were in different stages of the foreclosure process. Yes, just because you go into foreclosure doesn't mean you actually foreclose. Here's another fact about foreclosures. You go into foreclosure today. When does the house get foreclosed and sold at the courthouse steps? Any idea? Most states average one year. So even if all 26,000, even if 50,000 homes suddenly go into foreclosure, which is possible, life does happen. It won't be until the end of 2023 when we start seeing waves, waves, waves of 26 or 50,000. I was active before, during, and after the crash. There is no chance, given the loan structure, the economy, even if we have a recession, that we are going to see 2.3 million actual foreclosures in 2022. It is mathematically impossible. It is a null value. It is in, It can't happen mathematically. Do the math. It just, there's no chance we have 2.3 million foreclosures in 2022. Stop watching those channels. They put out scary titles, so you click on them, they make a penny, and then you don't do the work. Do the work. Get a buy box. Look at it every day. Watch the market change right in front of you. It will happen if you do the work. If you don't, Man, crazy times. So we have Todd Baldwin here at 8 o'clock, and I have a special guest at 10 o'clock. We've just confirmed. Unfortunately, we will not be speaking with Dan Bird today because he closed on that house for his son. If you don't, if you know, Dan Bird is a guy that's trying to teach me a new uh, look, basically how to trade stocks unemotionally. Yes, I am trying to grow and learn new skills. Thank you for coming along with me. We will not be doing that today, but I have an awesome guest at 10 o'clock that you are absolutely going to love. So take care of yourself. It's Sunday. Stop watching those fear channels. Lumberjack, congrats on the Business Insider article. Thank you for doing everything you do for the channel. 101 people watching. Woohoo! 32 thumbs up. Woohoo! Help me out. Take care. Bye.